Hello, it's time again for Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. We take topics we find interesting and we research the heck out of them online. Then we get together and we chat about it and we share that conversation with you. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. There you can view show notes, add your comments, and send us questions and suggestions for future episodes. So, Nicole, happy podcast day. Indeed. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. You know, a lot of people will start their podcast talking about the weather or the day of the week or whatever. So, it's Saturday. It snowed in Michigan again after the first day of spring it has happened. I think Mother Nature has let us down, maybe. What do you think? I don't know. I'm exhausted. It's yeah. been a long, it's been a long week. We're on the, the tired bus. So that means this is going to be an extra fun episode. Right. It, it is. It's what, what we super fun. To... Super fun. What, what did we decide to talk about this week, Nicole? We're talking about your favorite topic, video games. Oh, that is an excellent topic. I know. This could be the best topic we've ever done. This is the best podcast we've ever done. We could like sign off now and it's like best podcast. Excellent. Just, okay, we're done. Goodbye. Victory. Thank you, everybody. Thanks thanks for for listening. (laughs) And they sign off. Everybody's like, that's a good joke. (laughs) Click. (laughs) The two minute podcast. All right, we're done. My brother would be happy. He likes the shorter episodes. He so. does like the the brief snippets. Yeah. We should do special burst episodes or spark episodes just for him. Yeah. We we'll could call, call them the, Davids. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call them Davids. He'll be happy about that. No, this one is about video games because we we actually purchased a new video game is that a co- what did we what what happened this week? My brain is we really functioning. Bought a zoo. I mean, we bought a new console, and is that a console or is that a handheld jobber? Thing? Oh, now we're getting asking the good questions. So, what we got was a Nintendo Switch, and it right. technically is a mobile gaming platform. There you go. And it's a console. Oh, okay. It's a Switch OLED or OLED. If you watch the YouTubers, it's so pretty. I don't know. It just is what it is. And we got a Nintendo because I like the Nintendo Wii, which for those people who don't play video games, the Nintendo Wii is very, very old. And if you Google it, people will say people who play the Nintendo Wii only do so because of nostalgia. That's how old it is. It's probably old, like 18, maybe 19 years old now. Yeah, it's really, It's hard to it's really conceive old. that that is the reality that it's... but. The thing that Nintendo does really well, and I think was exemplified with the Wii, is they figured out how to make an experience that people could share together that was fun and unique, and that even X number of years later, decade plus some change, it's still a fun console. I I could pick up the bowling game on the Wii and be completely happy. I love that dang thing. The Wii is so much fun. It's just, it's easy to play. The little controller thing has, has... for some games it has no buttons zero buttons that is my perfect amount of buttons zero yeah all you have to do is swing the the hand thing that's it modern controllers have something like 20 buttons and you're like what which there's like two trigger there's 
two triggers, there are two shoulders, there's it's four clickers, there's two analog sticks, there's... It's it's nuts. You just smash them all at once and stuff happens or yeah. doesn't happen. It's the crazy. system is like, press this button. <laughs> like, well, it's got to be one of these ones here. Let's see. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm an old person when it comes to video games. So the Nintendo Wii is perfect for me because zero buttons and... If you're looking for a game system, you can buy the Nintendo Wii still, but you can only buy it used because they don't currently They don't make sell those it. new anymore. They don't make those used or new. But if you want to get a Nintendo Switch like we did, unfortunately, those come with controllers that have a, a ton of buttons. They really do have a lot of buttons. And it's an adjustment. I... I'm going to tell you, I have a problem with those dang controllers. I really do. We've been playing a game called Stardew Valley. Those stupid buttons. I open the wrong menu probably every five and a half seconds. Right. Yeah. It's a little... It, it happens to me too. It happens a little more frequently to you, but uh, it is a problem that I have experienced as well. I am not a person who swears a lot, but that game, which is supposed to be like a pleasant experience, a calming experience, I swear more during that game. That that game brings out the it's a little hard getting the local co-op mode started up in it too, because you. You have to create a certain kind of save file, then you have to launch it, then you have to go to an options menu, then you have to choose you know, initiate co-op mode, then you have to press the right buttons so that the system knows which controller you have. It, this, honestly, for me, because I've, I've been doing games since the Atari 2600 days and had basically every Nintendo up until, like, the GameCube generation and then took a little break and then kind of came back with Wii's and things like that. This system has been a bit of adjustment. Um, there's some of the things that are not as intuitive as you would think it would be from a company that prides itself on making really family-friendly, really accessible games. Nintendo's a, a good company from that standpoint. They're a really competitive company. Like if you're in the gaming industry, if you've ever read history of them versus Sega, not, not a nice company. Um, very much controlling their ecosystem, their garden, and everything, but... I digress. <laughs> Pull yeah. Michael back out of the weeds. We don't need to go down that path right now. It's a, it's a lot. I don't know. So today we wanted to talk about video games and video game systems. And for people who are thinking, I really don't like video games, I'm not going to listen to this. Don't turn this off yet. Because maybe you have always wondered, hey, Maybe there's a system out there for me. Maybe I, I might want to play video games. I'm not a video gamer. I do not like video games. I don't like the shooting games. I don't like the, the, the games where you might die as a character because I die almost instantaneously. It's going to happen because I suck at the games. I'm terrible. So... I'm with you on those. And there are games, there are systems out there that might be applicable to you. So just hang in there. Wait. We will get to you. I think you would agree that it's fair to say that mobile gaming has been a part of your life. Like ev almost everybody, whether they have an Android phone or whether they have an Apple iPhone, 
almost everybody plays some form of mobile game, whether it be solitaire or mm-hmm. like an sure. online role-playing game. Sure. I like the 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 games on my iPhone and my iPad, The those terrible match three games where you match three fruits or tiles or whatever, and then they poof, they disappear, and then you go to the next three, and it's totally pointless. It does absolutely nothing. They're free. You don't have to spend any money ever. You can, but you don't have to. You're into the thrift of it. Like, you do not do oh, the I microtransactions never, yes. or, or in-app purchases. I, I, have, I have probably in my entire life spent $4 on a total amount of apps. In my entire life, I do not spend money on apps ever. We won't talk about how much I've spent on yeah, apps and games. It's shocking. <laughs> yeah, I do not spend money on apps. I don't like to do it. I'm just... I don't know. I don't do it. So I I like those match games. I I enjoy them. They're mindless, and I can play them while I'm waiting for things to happen. It's fun. Back to the video game system. So the there's current video game consoles, and they are not inexpensive at yeah, all. Yeah, they're really not inexpensive. And right now they're they're not easy to find. They're they're almost impossible to find so the names of the current consoles are what what are the top ones they're mainly from three companies there's nintendo there's um microsoft and there's sony right okay and they they make a a couple different variations of systems and this is where it starts out simple there's three companies and then you start talking about the consoles that they make. So we'll we'll do the Switch first because it, for the most part, only has one variation. There's the Nintendo Switch. That's their console. They have had like a Switch Mini and like the Switch OLED is technically the third generation of the Switch. But basically, it's been the Switch. Okay. So Nintendo actually has three Switches. Yeah, that's what I said. The 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 first switch that came out and then there was like the switch light which was like a, a smaller less expensive version and the third is the oled version that we have that just came out so those that's the three kind of generations of switch but there aren't really substantial changes between them it's not like you go from one switch to the next and it's twice the graphics like the oled screen is a significant upgrade but it's not like a processor upgrade. It's not like they, they doubled your memory or, or something like that. So in my mind, it's still more or less the Switch. Well, the Switch, it, besides the cost, there's a there's a pretty decent cost variation between the three. But the if people are looking at the Switch and they want to play with their family, they can get the Switch or the switch OLED but the switch light you can't connect it to your television so if you get the switch light it's $199 but you can't play with other people when you get the switch light gotcha I didn't realize that I and the thing is I never looked at the switch light that closely so if you if you want to get a Switch and you just want to do casual gaming by yourself, you can get it for $200 and you can add memory, RAM, an SD card. 
I I don't. Yeah. You think can, of it as kind of like you, you can put a little hard drive in it that you can save games to. So you can buy these things that are an extra cost, and we're going to talk about extra costs in a second. So you can get three different versions of a Switch, and you can buy extra memory to go in them. So the Switches are OLED, $349, just the plain switch. No games. No games, <laughs> which, which is a smaller how it screen. it used to be. Typically, systems used to come with a pack-in game. It's $299, and then the light, which is $199. So realistically speaking, because most everybody is going to want to get a A-list AAA title, so like a Mario game or something like that, those games cost $60. So, and this I think is the point that you're getting at is you can buy the system and you can look at the system for $350. You can download some demos, you can play them, but if you want a game, it's actually minimum $409 that you're spending and that's just starting to get off to the races of accessories and purchases. Right. If you are thinking about buying one of these, you have to remember that just buying the console itself doesn't get you started on your gaming adventure. It just gets you a console. And access to playing demos. Right. And a demo is not a full game. A demo is just like a sample. It's an interactive advertisement. Exactly. We had to buy, which we didn't realize that we needed, we had to get an extra controller, which was $24, And then we also had to get an online subscription to a Nintendo online service, which gave us the opportunity to have two-player playing for multiple games because we're two people and we wanted to be able to play two players on the games that we wanted to play. So one just expansion on that, let's be fair to Nintendo, the Switch comes with two controllers. But the Switch controllers can be configured in a lot of different ways. Right. So you can use, they they call them Joy-Cons. There's a left one and a right one. You can use those attached to the system, and that's more or less one controller. You can detach them and put a little bar thing on the top of each, and each person can have a mini controller. Correct. The, the thing of why we needed another controller on top of that is not every game uses that configuration of two controllers. Some of them need all of the buttons that are across both of the controllers, and so that's where the additional cost for a controller comes from. And, it, and it's hard to tell which games need a controller in that configuration. And that's what we didn't realize. We assumed incorrectly that we were buying a Switch that had two controllers that would allow us to play two-person games. Because that's how it's marketed. That's how it's marketed. And we were wrong. We were sadly wrong. Well, we were we were wrong in terms of believing that that was true for every single game. Right, You can Correct. buy yes. games that do work in that way. Right. But there are other games that require a more complex controller. Right. And the the other consoles that you mentioned, like the Sony PlayStation 5, that one costs $499. And I looked it up, and with the hidden costs, with the extra costs like 
another controller with a memory stick or bar with an extra battery with the with all the extras that they recommend it's fifteen hundred dollars now i have to say that seems a little high to me i think there's probably some fluff in that bundle um i i do believe that you could buy the system for five hundred dollars with a pack and controller and buy one second controller of course games are a cost that every system has you could get another controller for sixty dollars i.e. not $1,500, and be up and ready to play. Now, having like everything that makes it the most maximum experience that it could be, or like if I don't know if that is inclusive of VR headsets or things like that, those are accessories. A lot of those are optional accessories. So again, just trying to have balance, not to say you can buy this console and you can't play games. You totally can. Right. And I think what we see with this generation of consoles is that a lot of people play online now. Like with mobile, people play online against other players. And so for a lot of people, playing video games is a solo experience that is expanded by interacting with people online. So they don't need two controllers. But for families, which might want to do local play or co-op play, two controllers is a necessity. So it's kind of aggravating that the system doesn't come with two controllers by default for the PlayStation 5 and for the Xbox Series X. So the Xbox Series X is $499, and with the unexpected costs, some people have said plan on spending around $960. I don't know if that's true, but with the added controller, with a subscription fee for games... That's just what they estimate. You might spend a little less. There you go. It's like getting your car serviced by a sketchy mechanic in the 80s. Eh, I don't know. So now that we've completely confused you, um, we'll, we'll answer some questions that you might have. Um, what is the best gaming console for families? Usually, I would we would recommend Nintendo, but... Let's ask Michael, what is the best gaming console for families? If you have a group of people, let's say four people in a family and everyone likes something different. We're talking because family can mean a lot of different things. A family meaning. Because like we, we're a family. Right. Family. Mom, but we don't have dad, kids. And, two children. What is the best gaming console? Or dad, console? dad and two children or mom, mom and two kids or some configuration where kids is what kind yes. of constitutes a family in this case. Right. Correct. Um, Parents and children. Well, the the answer in almost all these cases is going to be it depends. How old are the kids? Let's say you have a teenager, 13, and a 8-year-old. I don't know. I'm making that's people a, that's up. That's a good scenario. So <laughs> when you said 13, my initial reaction was maybe the Xbox or the PlayStation. When you add the 8-year-old to it, I would say maybe the Nintendo. I think the Nintendo is completely enjoyable by adults or, you know, as they say, kids aged 3 to 84 years old. Um, but Nintendo has a brand perception of being family-friendly. They're like the Disney of video games. It's safe. It's PG-13 or, or G-rated. You can get some pretty adult, bloody games on the Nintendo platform, but 
the core set of games that they create are intended for a family to enjoy. So with that scenario, because of the younger person in there, I would say probably the Switch. And we've almost debated whether, I hate to say this, we need a second Switch. Would you say that a family of four with parents and kids, would they possibly need two Switches? They could need two Switches. They could need four Switches. And that's one thing about the Switch that I found really frustrating and confusing because the whole one of the whole concepts of the Switch is that you can have two people playing together. And there's variations of how they can play together. They could play together um, over a local connection. Um, They could play together on the screen. They could play online. But there's a lot of the games to actually truly play them, you really do need two different Switches for them because there isn't as engaging or as complete of a mode to play just sitting side by side on the same system which kind of sucks from what a ter- what my bias or my expectations of a video game system are is you buy the game system, you can sit down, you can have two player, you can have one player. Like if it's a two player game, good to go. Um, and there's pros and cons to all of it, but that's kind of a shocker to think, okay, I might need to have two switches. And then the, the question after that comes is, do I have to have two licenses for the game? The answer to that is it really depends and it's really complicated to figure out how you do that. There are ways to configure it so that you, with most games, can have one console be your primary, one be your secondary, have the primary account holder logged into the secondary one, they're playing the game there, and the other person is playing the game under an account on the primary. It's kind of like when you get to that level of detail where you have to have a chart with grids and diagrams and what ifs to figure out can I play the game um, with just a single copy of it or not that's just stupid I it it seems like it's entirely profit driven it's not driven by a let's make gaming fun it's let's make it so people have to buy more hardware let's make it so that they have to buy multiple copies of games and that just that's the opposite of fun if People want to play games online or if they want to play them with their friends. That's that's called online play, right? Correct. What is the difference between online play or digital playing games? What is I, what is the difference? I'm not familiar with the term digital playing games, but if you're talking about standard two-player co-op or sometimes called couch co-op, it means two people are sitting in the same room playing together on the screen. I Again, I'm not familiar with what digital is. Maybe digital is that same scenario, but connecting to each other's consoles and playing. Online play means you're connecting to the internet. You're, you know, you've got voice chat. You're playing with other players from around the world. So if you want to play online with, if you have an Xbox and your friend has a Switch, can you play, and you have the same game, is that possible to have the same game? Can you play a game? In some cases, yes, it is possible. Um, Historically, no, it wasn't, but there are a lot of things that the console manufacturers and the game developers are trying to do to facilitate what they call cross-play, meaning you could have one player who's on an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch and they could play a game together. 
Now, there are some games because they're platform exclusive. So let's say like Super Smash Brothers, which is like a hugely popular game on the Switch. That is a Switch only title. So you can't do cross play with that where one person's on an Xbox and one person's on a Switch. Both people have to be on a Switch in that case. Um, but there are other games like Fortnite where people are you know, doing first person shooters or building things online together that do have the ability to intermix players. And in some cases, when you launch the game up in the system, it asks you if you want to enable cross-play or not. Because in some cases, particularly if you're in the Switch ecosystem, if you connect with Xbox and PlayStation users, you might be connecting your eight-year-old with a larger audience. And there are rules of contact conduct. If people aren't nice, they can get banned. So the, the companies are trying to make sure that it's a safe place for young people. But there's no way to guarantee that somebody isn't going to say an expletive or something appropriate for adults that could be shocking to a child in an online game like that. What if you get one of these systems and they they do have the ability to go online or you can go online with one of these games and you don't want your kids to go online. Can you prevent them from going online or is that just, you just need to be a better parent and monitor your kid more? Well, I I think that there's no substitute for people to go and keep an eye on what their child is playing and doing, you know, stopping by to check in and annoy them um, with, Checking like that is probably an important essential part. Most of the systems do have some form of parental control where you can enable or disable features like the ability to buy things from the online stores or to access certain things. I haven't needed um, that type of functionality in my use case, so I don't know the full extent of the settings. But I do know that there are parental controls that are, you know, talked about as a feature or benefit of all of the different systems if you buy a game i know that we have some games for our switch but they're digital games we don't actually own a physical copy of any of the games and i've heard you say "Hmm, i actually don't mind the digital games is there an advantage to buying a digital game as opposed to having a physical copy. I know that we have some we have physical copies of our Wii games and quite frankly it's just a bunch of annoying games that we have. I'd rather much rather have digital games cuz then you don't have to store them anywhere. So you just answered the question in that. Is there a difference? Yes, convenience. Right, but eventually can the digital games go away? Yes. Where do they go? This <laughs> sounds stupid. Where do they go? <laughs> um, they get taken offline. They they get what they call delisted. There are some games that if the contracts between the developer and the online store expire, the games could be taken off of the online store. In most cases, if you've purchased the game and you've downloaded it, you can typically save a copy of it. However, there's limitations to all of this. Um, Part of the nature of having this always-on connected ecosystem is that games get shipped. Like, you can still buy physical copies of games. You can buy discs for um, the PlayStation and the Xbox. You can buy, uh, they're not cartridges, but they're like little cartridge-like memory cards for the Switch, which are interchangeable. 
part of the risk from a consumer standpoint is games get shipped early and have a lot of bugs that get patched. So you, you know, like even if you have the physical copy and the game goes away, you have the old pre-buggy version that wasn't quite ready to go out. The quality control wasn't quite as high there as it was back in the cartridge days. The benefit of the physical media is you can pass it to a friend. They can play it. You have a copy. There is established practices about how a physical copy of a game can be used. And in theory, as long as you have working hardware, you can use those indefinitely. Um, Previous generations of Nintendo consoles, so this would be the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo Wii U, um, those had online stores and are not online anymore. And if you didn't download your games that you had purchased, they are gone and you can't play them anymore. So that's the convenience of digital is you can have your, literally your entire library with you in this small package on the go, um, which is nice. And then you don't have to get up to change games and things like that. The downside is if you want to be able to play those games past whatever their digital lifespan is, you may have problems or challenges doing that. Um, Some people feel that there are additional pros and cons. So one thing that a lot of people noticed with the digital purchases is that particularly with the Nintendo platform, games don't go on sale that much. Or if they do go on sale, they don't go on sale for a super good price. A physical copy of a game you can pick up from a retail store and you could get a buy one, get one free, or you could get 20% off or, or things like that. You, you don't always see that on A title games. There are games on the online store that are half off. So like the costs kind of are awash, um, but it, it gets complicated. It's not like, hey, here's, here's this, go play it, don't worry. And for the most part, I look at it from the standpoint of, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to enjoy the game for what it is right now and go from there. All right. So for people like me who aren't really gamers, and honestly, we've played one game on the Switch that I liked, and it's Stardew Valley. And for those who don't know Stardew Valley, it's essentially... A farming game. Michael plays Stardew Valley in a much different way than I do. He goes off and he fights little creatures that can deplete his energy. I don't do any of that. I farm. I collect mushrooms. I try to fish, but I fail miserably. And I chop wood. That is what I do. And the day ends. Boom. Done. And I push the wrong buttons on the controller. 9,000 times a minute. That's it. Um, and that's pretty much the one game that we play that we both enjoy. We've played a couple of other games, um, and they were just okay. They they were a little... We played Mario? What, what game was that? Mario? We played Mario Party. I, what I would say optimistically is Stardew Valley has been the most fun for us to play together so far. And finding the game that's the right mix of challenge, ease of use, things like that is, there's a lot of different types of games out there. 
we have played Mario Party. Um, and Mario Party is a really good game to play casually with a group of people that may or may not be hardcore gamers so it's accessible for everybody i could i could see that mario party there was a board game aspect to it and you rolled a dice and your character had to move around a literal board like a board game and it was very boring yeah you didn't like that very much it was very you would move around a board game and then when you landed on specific tiles or places it would initiate the mini games and for you the mini games were fun, not the board game part of things. Right. And it seemed like the board game part was about 80% and the mini game part was 20%. And so I just felt like I was watching my character move around this board, which was And not... you have to have four players and with just the two of us, that means we're watching two computer players. Right. And it was not fun. So it was, it was not... We didn't play for very long because I got distracted. And so that was the end of that one. We'll probably play again, maybe. And and the, and the challenge with this is in order to play Mario Party, that's a $60 purchase to find out if you like playing it or not. Right. And uh, um, th- that's a high price to pay to sample a lot of different things. I mean, you can do like Gamefly or, or Borrow physical copies of games from other people some of the games have demos but that makes it kind of a risky purchase to figure out what game are we going to want i did think that when we exited out of the game board playing mode of mario party mario party actually does have other modes of gameplay so they have kind of an adventure mode where you're like you know, paddling down a river and trying to do it within a certain time limit. It's a little more interactive. It still initiates mini games. And then there's also a version that it's just straight up mini games. I thought that you had more fun with that. Yes, that was that was not bad. It there was, was one that made us laugh out loud. I think it was called like slap fight or slap party or something where you're in a circle and the four players have to run to where a photographer is on the outside yes. of the ring and they get points for being closer and they can slap the other players. Yes. And so you're like running and pushing and smacking other players and then they snap a picture and then you get to see the picture, which looks absolutely ridiculous because it's us two pushing the other computer players. That one was unexpectedly fun. Like we were laughing. We were having a really good time playing that particular one. Not all of the games hit quite at that level. Right. Some of them were a bit much and... You know, we're a little bit creaky. You know, I broke my collarbone a couple months ago. Um, We're both older. So some of the physical aspects of playing those games where you have to swing or punch or do things in addition to just pressing buttons, that game can be a little bit difficult for us to play for an extended period of time as well. Yes. We also liked a game for the Xbox. Michael has an Xbox called overcooked which is a well it's a cooking game and it's an it's kind of like an adventure cooking game though it's hard yeah you have a world that you're exploring and it it's kind of like the mobile games where there are these stages and yes you have to complete the stage and you get like bronze silver gold rating for how well you completed it and depending on how many how high of a, a star score you got on that that unlocks future levels like a certain number of levels are open to begin with but to progress through the world and through different games 
different cooking venues, different cooking challenges. You have to get things done in a specific quantity or within a specific set time. Right. And they give you challenges within the level, like the floor tilts or they have little guys that run around. And the one problem I have with Overcooked is that the Xbox controller is so complicated. And there are, I'm looking at the Xbox controller right now, there are two joysticks and what looks like 75 buttons <laughs> and if you don't hit the right button your guy doesn't do exactly what you want him to and then your husband is sitting in the chair to the right of you not glaring but looking at you like why did you do that what is happening <laughs> what are you doing and i think i'm doing great because i'm looking at his character thinking that's my character and i'm doing fantastically my really, score I'm just is amazing there. why yeah. are you just standing there yeah <laughs> It's a whole nother level of complication. So if you want to play Overcooked, learn how to use the controller. It's it's really not yeah. simple. And we played another game called Moving Out, which is the stupidest game in the world, but it's actually really fun. You have two people who move furniture out of a house, which sounds really awful, but it's it's entertaining. They it have really, to really is. show up with their moving truck, go in, within a specific set time, grab items, preferably move them to the moving truck without breaking them. And well, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes yeah. there's fires or electrocutions or things like that that happen. Yeah, and you break everything. Windows, the whole works. I I actually break more things than I don't. It's a, it's a fun game, and they have it on the Switch as well, which is a whole other issue where, you know, do you buy multiple copies of games for different consoles that yeah. you have because are you going to like them more is the controller going to be easier to use the answer to that is no it's yeah it's a lot when you're not a gamer michael likes different types of games he likes games like uh cyberpunk 2077 yeah. he likes killing games which sounds <laughs> awful it's interesting that that's how you describe them i i think of them as kind of immersive role-playing games there is like well, defending yourself or shooting bad guys that's a part of it but it's not like a murder simulator it's a you're in a city you're a character you're trying to make your way through life and there's different challenges and jobs and obstacles that you have to do and the game the world is beautiful and detailed and there's lots of interesting stories the the fact that the characters have guns and they shoot at each other in my mind, is is secondary to the main gaming experience, but it's kind of interesting that you watch that and get that opinion. I can remember when I was playing Grand Theft Auto V, <laughs> which is, can be a pretty violent game, and it's which a is super the, violent game. It's nothing. horrible. Nicole and walks always... by and I'm like slapping <laughs> another character in the game. She's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I I have big feelings about the Grand Theft game. I think it's a little rude, but he enjoys it. So what are you going to do? It's it's a lot. It's a lot of games that he likes. And I, I actually, some of the games make me motion sick. So I can't even watch him play because I get nauseous when the uh, the background moves and he doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. So And I get that too in, in some games. 
particularly certain types of first-person shooters, if the frame rate or the motion is a little herky-jerky, I'll get motion sickness and have to take a break for a couple hours because I get really blah. So if you're going to, if you want to buy a console, if you're thinking about it, some questions that you might ask yourself or the internet or the guy at the store, whomever, what console do your friends have? If you're going to play with your friends, think about that. What consoles do your friends have? Do you have internet? Which I'm assuming everybody has the internet, but do you have the internet? Do you need the internet? And what types of games do you enjoy playing? Do you like to play games like I like to play, like cooking games, moving games? Puzzle games. (laughs) Um, Puzzle games, yes. Or do you like to run around and murder people? Shoot everything that's moving. Like Michael does. Um, And you should pay attention to the cost, the initial cost of buying it and the cost of the accessories that you're going to have to buy. I know you're going to look at the price and think, I will not need any of those accessories. Those people are crazy. I'm here to tell you, you're going to need at least two of the accessories. I promise you are going to need them. Just build them into the cost. Just trust me. And then pay attention to the online subscriptions because you are also going to say, I won't need that. I I just won't. But I'm here to tell you, you probably will. You're going to talk yourself out of it and then you're going to talk yourself right into it. I would say that... I feel like the Xbox is probably one of the best experiences for a gamer, regardless of age right now, that there are age-appropriate games on the Xbox. But the Xbox and Microsoft are being very consumer-friendly from a, a lot of respects. So if you look at the Nintendo Switch, which came out two, maybe three years ago, the titles that first came out, those are still $60. Typically, when a game comes out on the Xbox, it'll also be $60. It may be more if you get a premium edition that has a whole bunch of add-ons and everything. But it's not unusual for a year later for that game to be available for half price. And no one is ever going to buy every new game that comes out. But it's a little bit more friendly that the longer you have it, the easier you get access to things. And... um, Both PlayStation and Xbox have with their online play, um, which does cost money to do, but, you know, it it pays for keeping the servers up to date and all the traffic and everything necessary for it. All of them typically have programs where you get two to three games for free every month that you get to keep in your library as long as you have that online uh, membership active. So, like, on the Xbox, if you looked at it, I probably have 200 plus games and I haven't bought at all of them. A lot of them I've gotten for free. There's a ton of games that I've gotten on sale for like two bucks or 10 bucks or, or things like that. Um, they also have backwards compatibility play. So you can play games from previous generations. So kind of how you were mentioning that you like playing Wii games. Nintendo does have some older titles, but they don't have an extensive back library that you can play on the system. So the nice thing from a consumer standpoint about the Xbox is you've got all these games that you can play, the backwards compatibility, they have rewards, they've got all kinds of discounts and things. So I'll just put that out there. 
So you've heard it here. Michael recommends the Microsoft Xbox, and the newest version is the Xbox X, which is what most reviewers recommend. There is a Microsoft Xbox Series S, which people are not recommending. It's a digital-only version, so you can't get physical discs with it. It's And it's not as powerful as the other one. Yes, so the Xbox X, but one caveat with that, it's very hard to find them. Almost yeah. impossible. I'm going to say impossible. It's impossible to find them. So the people, partly because of chip shortages, partly because of other things, they are impossible to find. So that's kind of the, the challenge. Is like, hey, the Xbox is really good, and you can't buy it anywhere. Right. So our second recommendation, I guess, is the Nintendo Switch. And my recommendation is go online and buy a used Wii because I like the Wii <laughs> and it has zero buttons. So there you go. So yeah, this has been the best episode ever. We can talk about games anytime you want. We will never talk about games again. We did it. <laughs> it's done. This was the games episode. We appreciate y'all listening to us banter on about all the things that we found interesting. Um, you can find out more about this episode and others by visiting us online at notjustrainbows.net. Again, there you can view show notes, you can add your comments, and you can send us questions and suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. We uh, hope you have a good day. Hey, you want to play some uh, Stardew Valley or something? Yes. Let's go tend to our farm. Woohoo! Bye. Bye. <laughs>